Because now I can die a happy, flabby. <laughs> Fuck you, man. God. Oh, it's still cold and wet. It's like being licked by a giant cold polar bear. Polar bears are cold. See my radio chops there? I got you to hit record. I do you see how good I am at my job? I tricked you into hitting record before I put something unpleasant on the back of your head. I'm so smart. I'm like the James Bond of radio. I'm like the James Bond of being a fucking moron. Who cares <laughs> Whom can you turn to for prompt diagnosis? A fetish or <laughs> fantasy? Sex or psychosis? No problem at all, let us handle your call. I wish we had callers. narcosis. <laughs> This was a very no good episode. Need for shame, you can use a false name. Uncle Show. <laughs> Niles. Who dares enter the dark labyrinth of the human mind? What festering secrets are buried in the recesses of the subconscious? Lurid images. Lurid desires. Guilty All right, that's enough, man. <laughs> strange compulsions. Sorry, I'm playing with my new toy. <laughs> well, I'm playing with uh, my my toy is audio, so I'm playing with my uh, my toy too, I guess. Is that what you call your dick? Yeah, audio. <laughs> it's it's actually audio jack. I call it a little sound bite. <laughs> it's a big sound bite. It's yeah, a megabyte. No. <laughs> so I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode at all, but I like I have this like new full time job, like a big fancy a boy, big, a grown a, a big boy job, like a grown man. And um, we're like, you know, I do video stuff and all that kind of fun stuff like I do. And so the, uh, but the, you know, company's got some, they've got some, uh, you know, some budget for stuff. So I get to buy cool new toys. So I just bought a new gimbal, which is a, basically like a camera mount. It's a sex toy? Yeah, basically. No, it's a camera mount that keeps the camera steady and it's just fun to play with. Do you keep turning my microphone off? No, I'm turning the headphones down and up oh, all right. because uh, they're very, very sensitive. You have a history of turning me off. Yeah, well, I mean, I, and I don't just mean on the show. I mean, I find you physically repulsive. I turn but, a um, lot of you know people off. So hi, it's the Who Cares podcast with Jackson and Mark. Yeah, it's been what twenty years since <laughs> we did the last fucking episode. God damn it! Well, you know, your big boy job keeps a lot of your time away from. Yeah, me. it's very busy. Well, I got a lot of things I'm doing too. We're well, actually planning on. Uh, I guess you have a family and stuff. Well, I have a family, but then I'm also going to name drop here. Uh, my comic book Ninja Bear. We're going to be doing a new Kickstarter in like a month or whatever. To uh, you'll be hearing about it on here, but uh, we're doing like a new line of of action plushes. They're not stuffed animals. They're not dolls. They're action plushes because I'm a man and I cater to men. <laughs> I, I'm a man and I make dolls. I am a man in my personal relationship. How bad do you feel that your son calls your bear a mouse? He does, yeah. No, a lot of people call Ninja Bear a mouse because it's one of those like cartoon things where it's like, oh, it looks different from what it's supposed to you be. You know what? He can be anything it. he wants to be. He can be because this is America. I you mean, not in he's the comic, uh, but LGBTQBM. 
bowel movement? No, Bear Mouse. Oh, Bear Mouse. <laughs> that sounds like a like a shitty hipster band, I'm, Bear Mouse. I, I'm surprised that you weren't impressed that I got through all those letters without fucking it up. I, I'm always impressed. And adding you, two on for comedy. I'm, I'm always impressed when you manage to say things and have it come out good. Speaking of which... <laughs> So one a day, you know the the the, the, the vitamins. Yeah, let's let's go back to our tight five from the early nineties. Yeah. Hey, how about this one a day? Have you seen this? Do you know about this one no, a day? No, the direct on the so on the on the nutrition facts it says uh, uh, serving size two, and on the directions it says tank. Do, do they really say serving size for vitamins? Yes, that's weird. You can look; it's right in front of no, you. No, I know, but it's just like it's serving. The serving size? size is two, and the directions say take two gummies once gummies. a day. <laughs> So the fucking thing should be called once a day. Why don't you just get like fucking? <laughs> What's the deal with one a day vitamins? You gotta take two. Yeah, it sucks. Well, no, but I think it means you just take one dose a day. Well, it should be once a day. Then, one, or one serving. Dose a day. So let's, let's get it into should... the let's get into the weeds on this. Let's really dissect it because this is the kind of thing that's really tearing our country apart. We're talking about a single serving. Is two gummies, but it two gummies equals a single serving. So if you're having a single serving a day, it doesn't matter how much constitutes that single serving. It's still a single serving oh, a day. A day. It should be once a day. Jeff Goldblum helped me finish that. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is an asshole. No, Why is I'm he an asshole? He's no, really he's, I think he's a wonderful man. I've never seen a fly. You should. It's good. Have you seen it? You know what's interesting is that him and Gina Davis were married. Like newlyweds, basically, at the time they made that film, and Gina Davis gets to play opposite a disgusting, <laughs> drooling, pulsating Jeff Goldblum. Well, I don't think they're married anymore, so I'm sure no, that didn't help. Not. I'm I'm sure it didn't, but no, they met on it's the. Like, um, I wonder if the uh, the guy who played the Elephant Man, or wasn't was he actually him? I am a man. Was that actually him? I or? have no idea. Hmm. Well, well, actually, what's his name played? Uh, Matthew McConaughey or some good-looking? No, Brad. Um, you know the guy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm the Elephant Man, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go uh, hop into my car and no, go play billiards. Bradley Cooper. Do you ever see that? Uh, he played the Elephant Man with, with Matthew McConaughey in those car commercials, right? Yeah, Lincoln. Do you know the one where he's at the house party playing pool in the back room by himself, and then all the guests sort of sneak in to watch him? No. Have you ever seen that one? Sounds like a porn. To it me. comes off as a little autistic. <laughs> you know, Elon Musk is autistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is. I mean, they say everybody's on the spectrum. Well, he said it on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So it must be which, real. It, which means, uh, excuse me, what? I don't know if it was a joke. Uh, Why can't I stop burping? <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing a lot about. It. I don't don't really give a flying fuck about whatever it is, but I keep hearing that like you know Elon Musk made quite a stink on Saturday Night Live last week. <laughs> Speaking of stink, sometimes farts can give you pretty interesting insight into your health, from whether or not you overdid it on seltzer to a more serious GI issue. Uh, and nature what what is that noise? That was, me, that, was, that was a serious GI issue. Oh, here's now. See, this is better. The opening of the article is better than the video. You just let one rip. You and me both. But like me, you probably didn't think much of it since farting is so totally normal. Flatulence is the byproduct of your digestive system breaking down and processing food and nutrients. Nikhet Sompal, MD, an internist and gastroenterologist. <laughs> Nikhet Sompal. Solpons? 
Gas and air build up on your gastrointestinal tract when you eat, chew, and swallow, some of which is absorbed naturally in the body, and then gets released as a fart or burp. And science said that. Ugh. So Jackson posted this in here about, uh, what is this? Dumb and dumber. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Wait. There it is. Wait. <laughs> he laughs. Okay, so yeah, let's get into the details of this article then, since you've brought it up. But well, I mean, um, I fart a lot, and so I was, you know, I, I was concerned, frankly. Here are the six types of farts you should take note of, and what they're trying to tell you. Oh, I wonder if. Hey, shit! I wouldn't. I have an Alexa. I wonder if Alexa could play the different types of six farts for us. Oh, Alexa plays some pretty crazy farts. She's a pretty good farter. Farts. Wait, we have the Google. The Google is this. Oh, we have the Googles. <laughs> Well, you heard that now, everybody. We All have right, to what's Google's. the first type of fart? Here's, here's one for you, Jackson. If you're farting frequently day and night, carbonated drinks could be the culprit. I don't drink well. You're holding a beer. Besides beer, I don't drink carbonated drinks. Seltzer, soda, and carbonated booze. I'm trying booze, to cut down on the beer. You know, such as beer can introduce more air and thus gas into your GI tract, making farting more frequent, says Dr. Salpas. Oh, my God. The relief is so fucking awesome. Your it's, fart. it's like when the ibuprofen hits you when you're sore. <laughs> the How about this one? fart is incredible. Your farts smell so bad, they could clear a room. I See, I wouldn't know that, though. That's well, a problem. By nature, farts don't smell. This was not something I was aware of because I've never experienced yeah, that. No, I know, I know this. Can I tell you why? Mm-hmm. Let me finish this. It's because they travel through your colon and the poop particles travel within the methane. What? The air travels through your colon slash rectum. Yeah. And the poop particles grab a hold of the methane and escape oh. with them. Okay. So Is that right? Why f- I don't know. I haven't read it. Oh, you... I thought you did. No. Oh, I was ready to impress you. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, it says by nature farts don't smell. <laughs> but if yours are seriously reek, then pin the blame on high sulfur foods lurking in your diet, like broccoli, Brussels sprouts will give you that rotten egg smell. I've heard broccoli makes you fart, but it's never made me fart. Uh, vegetables like cauliflower, garlic, onions, cheese, beans, dried fruit, and wine <laughs> will also make you fart smelling bad for your smarts. It's also possible the smell is linked to inflammatory bowel disease or irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, jeez. Did you shit your pants, Mark? Yes. <laughs> That's a good Did clip. you shit your pants, Mark? <laughs> the famous Mike Shue acting, Mark... Did you shit your pants, Mark? Okay, so I'm going to skip over the the second to last one and go right to the last one of these to finish this off because I think this is worth reading. You're farting more and pooping more. (laughs) Excess stress can affect your farts. (laughs) So if you're stressed, you might fart and poop more. Well, I mean, you know. (laughs) You just get so... (laughs) Damn it. I mean, sometimes. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I know this is why I bring extra pants to work. So there you go. Now you know all about your farts, everybody. This has been a good show. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going for, though. And, is it? You know, to make dick jokes and fart jokes. 
Well, all right. Here's a here's a thing I mentioned beforehand. Um, oh, that did you know? Is like two weeks old, but I'm gonna pull it up anyway, just because I think you'll appreciate it, and we'll talk Ooh. about it again. Maybe. God damn, things Ooh. take it forever to fucking load here. Why don't you connect to my Wi-Fi? <laughs> Prince Harry has a new job title, and it means penis in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. Why? 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 What? Ooh. So <laughs> after he left the Cal- the United Kingdom for California, Prince Harry found a new job as the chief impact officer at a mental health startup in San Francisco. And, and also it means porn star in Japanese. Anyway, Prince Harry is known as a chimpo, which is Japanese slang for penis. Also sounds like a racist term, and I probably shouldn't be used, but... I mean, you know, the Japanese, they don't like the monkeys. But somebody on Twitter, they said, well, he is the Duke of Sussex. I hate fucking Twitter. Anyway... Just throwing that out there. My, my uncle used to tell me that uh, there was um, a lot of prostitutes in Chinatown. Yeah. And the uh, the train stop um, closest to Chinatown was Essex. So I'd be like, eh, sex? Your <laughs> uncle sounds like a racist. He sounds like an asshole. <laughs> it's like, ass racist? Speaking of uh, family, mm-hmm. my brother's dog is dying. <laughs> oh, good. So... It sucks. It's really bad. But Why are you know just want to bring everybody down, huh? Well, oh hello. As you know, I've been uh, you know not on the greatest terms with my brother. You know, yes. We 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 go back and forth, but you know we're brothers. It happens. But uh, so he went to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> randomly, and uh, his so he um the dog stayed with um my aunt right down the street from me. Yeah. And my mom was staying there to take care of the dog with my aunt because my aunt. Is a nurse, and she has to wake up early in the morning. So my mom and the dog is so old that he has to take a pill at one o'clock in the morning. So anyway, so they're there. <laughs> so I get a call from my mom one night, frantically at like midnight, saying, "Oh my God, the dog's dying. He's not gonna make it through the night. I need you to come over here and uh, um, help me get him in the car so we can take him to the vet, right? Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm such a good friend." That I did not call you to help me do this. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to keep that in mind when I tell this story because I was so close to calling you, Danny, or Andrew. Well, actually, I texted Andrew and Danny. But <laughs> in the future, I would probably advise you call your two friends who don't have kids yeah, to do a one-in-the-morning, let's-save-the-dog adventure. Well, I. so what happened was... What so, ha- happened was... So I go over there and... um. They want me to uh, put leave, give mouth to mouth to the dog. No, no, just put him in the in the uh, car. But they called me over there to say, "Oh, we're both tired from dealing with the dog this week. Uh, you take him to the vet." <laughs> <laughs> so it was a trap. Ah. Is what it was. So then my and then I had to call my dad to come over because they have the big car because I couldn't fit him in my car. He's a fucking 180 pound pimp. And then they could blame it because it's like it, your your brother comes back and it's like the That's dog a- died. It's Jackson's fault. You guys Dude, haven't been getting along. I will. Re- I can read you the text from my mom saying we were just so petrified that he would die in our hands that and he would and and my brother would be mad that uh, you know we had to do something. I'm gonna give you some advice. Your family needs to disown your brother. No, no, he's no. He's no. a dick. No, he's fine. He's a dick. He wasn't. Not even to get into all the things, <laughs> but he's a dick. Oh, you know, I mean, a lot of people are dicks. But <laughs> so, so here's what happened. Stalin, you know, Hitler, no. Trump, lots of people were dicks. It's oh. fine. That reminds me. I'm gonna write that down. What? Uh, oh. Quit stalling. Well, my uh, um, 
Well, it's funny. It's Trump. always funny to Just, me hearing about like you know Trump dicks Stalin Hitler. It's it's always funny to me when people. Um, <laughs> That's funny. When it's always funny to me when people uh, uh, go to lengths to like keep their pets alive, like you know waking up at one in the morning to give them a pill, which is like why does the dog need to take a pill at one a.m. Like why can't it take the pill at one p.m. Well, I mean I don't know. But so here's what so because well, when I was growing up, my mom's philosophy with our pets was as soon as they're they have something more serious than just giving them a crushed up aspirin <laughs> in a in in some food yeah. to keep them happy, they get put down. That's, well, well, see, putting down costs a lot of money too, though. Yeah, but so here's the deal. So um, so my you know the, my mom didn't want the dog to die on her and my aunt's yeah. hands, right? So when, they framed you. So they framed me, clearly framed me. See and, now this is like, my dad. this is this is where the story becomes funny. You didn't you need to lead with I was almost framed for the murder of a dog. Not the murder, just the dying on the hands of so so I go and um so my dad reluctantly comes and we pick up the dog and we put him in the car, we bring him to um the hospital. And um so I'm I'm uh Mind you, this is before me and my brother had talked, really. Yeah. And I call him, and he's trying to get a flight home. And so I'm on the phone with him, and it's funny. Like, is he trying to come home early because of the dog? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so weird. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I love animals and all, but I wouldn't, like, fly all the way out to the other side of the country and then rush back because the dog, who, when I left, was on the verge of death, was about to die. I mean, I probably wouldn't leave on vacation if my dog was... Well, it wasn't that bad when he left. That's the thing. You know, that's the big thing. But uh, so... He's taking a pill at one in the morning to keep him alive. I don't know. So anyway, my my parents are, you know... Sometimes they're good in the crisis. Sometimes they're not. So Mm -hmm. I was the point man, obviously. So, uh... I was so I first of all I took I had to do the FaceTime with my brother and the dog just in case the dog died. I just want to wait. I just want to like put this into perspective for you and for anybody listening. <laughs> your brother kicked you out of your parents' no, house. Not really. Your parents were fine with it, and now you're the one who has to be the dog the dog death cleanup crew. Well, he didn't really. I mean, they're not really fine with it. Dogs are. Are cool, you living man. at your parents' house? Not right now. Does uh, anybody in your family trying to get you back into your parents' house? What? No, I don't. But know. they're expecting what? you to take care of a dead dog, so they well, don't you know, have you, to. You do stuff with, with your brother for for your brother when he throws you out and tries to ruin your life. Well, that wasn't the means to an end or anything. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Anyway, so I, I'm the point man for this. I'm talking to the doctor. I'm talking to the vet, and uh. The vet calls me to get a to get the bill paid, mm-hmm. and it's a thousand dollars. And uh, so I three way my brother right away. <laughs> Here, this is yours. Yeah, and I had you know he paid it, but um, so I'm pretty so I'm talking to the doctor. I'm like, all right, if you could just keep the fucking dog alive for the next twenty four hours, just keep it alive for one day. I don't he, care what you have to do. He's just trying to get home from Alaska, you know, it's so gonna, he could say goodbye. Yeah, and so the doctor calls us, and we're, we're talking to the doctor on three way, and mm-hmm. he's like. I really don't think this dog is going to make it the next day or so, and uh, I really think it's cruel to keep it living. Like, and, uh, you know, you should yeah. put it down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So my brother comes home, sees the dog. The dog gets better. All right, I'm going back to Alaska. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> now he's in the Caribbean. Now he's what? In the Caribbean. Ugh. 
No, what? he's not. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, but that's that's just, just so you see. I didn't realize that that was a joke because that is something your brother would do. Well, yeah, no, but uh, but he, why did so he go to Alaska in the first place? I don't know. Like he's got all of the. He's supposed to be fixing up your parents' house. He's got a dog who's on the verge of death. <laughs> like this is not the time to go on vacation. Well, you know, take a trip like, uh, to the Cape for a weekend, but don't go to Alaska. Apparently, he's a runner away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's a, he's an explorer. Uh oh. I have responsibilities. Better get on a plane. Well, I don't know. You know, I got to go hang out with Sarah Palin. But so and they and so look the, at Russia. And the dog's still standing. Yeah, <laughs> he's still alive. But and this brought me and my brother back together because he saw that I was a, you know, willing to go yeah. that far. Did he? Did he? Him. I don't know. Did he? <laughs> Maybe. But then, Looks so, like your brother's not the only one who's been taking a trip either, because you just came back from a nice little flight to Stockholm. <laughs> That's funny. Or maybe you went to Egypt to check out the Nile. You mean Nile? <laughs> there you go. Uh, you fucked that one up. Uh, but so, bad delivery. So he, and here's a funny kicker. So um, on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. um, me and uh, the lady went to her grandmother's house and did the thing with her family. <laughs> you did the thing. Yeah, the Mother's Day thing. And then we were going... I, so I called my mom when we were on the way home. And she's like huffing and puffing and out of breath. She's like, oh, we're at the other house uh, clearing out the basement. So the house that my brother bought for them to live in that they yeah, never moved into. in the interim, into, yeah. <laughs> but they never moved into it. Yeah. So he's selling, he sold it, so the house... Okay. So my and brother, he, make, he made your parents go over and help clean it out? On Mother's Day. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with him? In the morning. Is he just mentally handicapped? Which, is which, that the problem? It leads me to believe that he doesn't have many close friends. <laughs> no, he clearly doesn't. He, why would he? He's just such an unpleasant human being, it seems. I've never, like, every time I see him, he always seems very unpleasant to me. And then after what he did to you and your fa- and to your parents, I just, Well, it's, I mean, seemingly, you know, it's I all hearsay. No. <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. Who, you know who, yeah, I heard it said from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't listen to podcasts. Good, then I can call him a dick. <laughs> exactly, I mean, but... Nick you know, the dick. He's... He's uh, misled or something. I don't know. He's, he's His name misled. rhymes with dick, and it also forms the sentence of something you don't want to do. Well, I mean, you Nick know, the dick. It's, it, don't nick the dick. Yeah, you don't think I used that the first time I can figure out how to rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you with your brother. Oh, yeah, but it's also like if you're trying to like give yourself a full Brazilian, careful not to nick the dick. Did you ever call Patrick Patrick? No. Why? Because it never occurred to me. Because I'm not a fucking <laughs> Until child. Right, right, you're going over your entire, entire, uh, you know, uh, uh, giving each other insults back and forth childhood right now. You're I never had that kind of wishing like, that you remember. No, because James and I were more of the rivalry where we'd like go back and forth. Patrick was the idiot little brother who was just always getting in the way. <laughs> well, so what was the moral of the story? Oh, I'm good. The moral I help, of the story. I help dogs. The moral of the story is that you are incredibly you have incredible Stockholm syndrome with your brother. No, I have a um, blood. Of, it's know, it's it's a it's a painful uh, uh, domestic abuse situation. <laughs> no, it's not. It is because you see, like he just keeps he just keeps abusing you, and you keep you keep coming back for more, hoping to gain his appreciation. It's classic abuser behavior. So here, no, I don't care about his appreciation. You're a victim, really. Jackson. No, I don't You're care a about victim. It. No, I'm not. You I don't are a victim. You need to go to a, like you have to go to like a, a meeting with yeah. other victims. And your mother has. Where to. you can say like I'm mm-hmm. a victim. I'm, anyway, I'm lashing out. Sorry. You are. Your mom's so, a wonderful woman. 
my mother will kick your ass. Do you remember the first time? Because when I was when we were kids, when we were younger, I always used to tell like you and our other friends, like you know, to everybody would always say, "My mom's such a like a wonderful, sweet woman." I'd be like, "You guys have no idea." And I'm gonna you and, have and no idea. I'm gonna tell a joke that's gonna well that I told back in the day that's gonna anger you and probably a lot of other people. But mm-hmm. finish your story because I, I want to tell the the kicker but, to it that you probably forgot. Well, was, I don't know if you know what I'm gonna say. Do I you think remember, I, I know exactly. Do you what remember you the time when you and Ben, our friend Ben, um who is gay now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he wasn't. So he, yeah, he, he uh, lived up to the uh, nickname. Ben Gay. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, but you guys were over uh, my house one afternoon. Yeah. And my mother came home and the dishes were, what was it? Like the dishes weren't, cl- like the sink was full of dishes. And so she started throwing dishes at the wall, screaming that the kitchen was a mess. I do remember And you that. and Ben ran into the house, and you started cleaning the dishes. Yeah. Yeah, no, you and Ben were so terrified of my mother, you ran into the house, and you, like, I turned around, and you guys were loading dishes in the dishwasher, because you had never seen anything like that. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were petrified. Yeah. But we, yeah, we, we picked up the ones that weren't broken, and then I think... And, um, dusted up the ones that Well, I were. had to come over and you're like, guys, guys, get, let me, I'll just deal with it. Go, go, go outside. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> well, it's also the Halloween where, um, you know, I always go big, go big or go home on Halloween. And, um, these like kids came by the house one, one Halloween and they like came up onto the lawn when everybody was inside and they like pushed my little brother down and upset him. And, uh, my dad was there. Um, you know, so my parents were divorced, but my dad was there for the holiday and my mother found out that these kids did that. So she went running out of the house and they had just gone up the street. And so we all started following my dad as well, just because he figured like, oh, it's a bunch of teenagers and my ex-wife is about to go f- confront them. I better be there to help, you know, because they're probably going to start some shit. Yeah. But we got up there and these kids looked like they were about to piss themselves while my mother was screaming at them. They weren't even running away. They weren't even trying to be tough guys anymore. They were just cowering in the middle of the street while she just rained fury down she on them. She knew how to yell. And my dad just stood there and be like, oh, all right, I guess I'm not needed here. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not in the picture anymore. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so in other news. Okay, yeah, so my joke doesn't make any sense here any, anymore. Why? What was your joke going to be? I just remember, and we were like, I don't know, probably 21, 22. Yeah. And we were downstairs making a lot of, we were in the basement. <coughs> I almost don't want to tell. I think you almost can't tell the story. I, I almost can't. Your body is fighting it. Don't tell the story. Well, no, because remember how your mom used to come down the basement stairs and yell at us in her nightgown? Yeah. So, and your mom was away at the time. We were having a party, but your sister yeah. was still home. And you does does anybody want Janine to come down here and yell at us in the nightgown? I go, yes. Yeah, you're fucking perv. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a funny joke at the time. She was underage at the time. No, she wasn't. I said we were like 21, 22. We were 21. You know, she's younger than we are. Not much. Much. Oh. We were 26, 27. We're mid-30s, and she's like, what is she? I don't remember what we she is. We were 26 now. or 27. You know, past the statute of limitations. I don't think that that's true. Well, I mean, for the <laughs> sake of the story, it is. <laughs> for the sake of the fact that this is being broadcast, <laughs> and I could go to jail. Yeah. Um, for making a joke, no, I can't. Yeah. Anyway, it was um, a funny joke. We, prob- well, yeah, we'll cut that out. Oh, I love picking up. I love picking up dates at the playground. Oh, what? I'm <laughs> being arrested? Oh no. Um. Anyway. Why would you do that? Because I'm you. I'm becoming you. I have to. I have to finger the chords. Mm. Anyway, so in my personal life, 
I am now one of the elite members of Biden's new society. I am um, been vaccinated against coronavirus. Ooh, I haven't gotten that yet. It's I'm... it's actually it does actually have uh, Bill Gates did put nanobots in it, but all they're gonna they're not to spy on us or anything. He's just gonna activate us to become his zombie slaves to help him move <laughs> after the divorce is finalized. Yes, well, I mean, I mean, what? So I need people to help me move because my wife is leaving me. Why did you get it specifically? Because because um, you don't leave the house much. No, but I can get it, and I might as well, because everybody should get the, the fucking vaccine. Um, and well, also because, you know... Maybe. What? I had COVID, so I don't, so that this is where it scares me. But this me. is the thing that's, that's, that's I keep trying to tell you, is that just because you have COVID like, doesn't necessarily mean that you have the antibodies or enough antibodies that will last long enough to keep you from getting it again. That's why they do two shots. Because you... you to, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I could probably follow the, 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 the logic that getting, getting coronavirus is the equivalent of getting one shot and exactly. then you can get the second shot and then you'd be the same as somebody. But at the same time, the CDC is saying so far the research, what they've been like, as far as research has showed, that's not the case. So like right now, like the, the, the medical professionals, like the best they the best evidence they have is that even if you have coronavirus, you should just go ahead and get the vaccine because well, so, the major research has shown hasn't really shown whether or not so that it's worth and even if it's gonna like I mean I know there's a risk that people who have gotten COVID already and then get both vaccine shots get <laughs> like bad side effects. But I mean like you know, the side effects will go away. Well I'm so I'm thinking of something funny now. Um uh, so the Bubba show got taken off of YouTube because yeah. they, so uh, one Mondays and Tuesdays he has a doctor in there on the, on, as a co-host. Yeah, he's a friend of his or whatever, and he he was talking about how instead of um, he was taking hydroxychloroquine, you know, yeah. the Republican drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna go off on a rant, but no, I'm will. letting you finish your statement okay. and then I might. He said he was taking that and um, you know that. He hasn't gotten it yet, and he's treated like fifty patients with COVID and blah mm -hmm. blah blah, and they got and that segment got taken down off of YouTube. So, but I'm just I'm just thinking about you know how I'm saying I'm scared of the vaccine, but I'm not scared of the vaccine because of politics. I'm scared of it because of the uh, you know supposedly it could have worse side effects for somebody who had COVID. I know, but that's what I was just saying. Like, yeah. even if it could but that, have... But that could be a reason. But they could take us off... If we were on YouTube, they could take us off YouTube for me saying that, is what I'm saying. Well, no, but you're there's a difference because you're a private citizen who's, who's voicing your concerns yeah. without saying... You're not claiming to know better. This is a medical professional who's basically implying that you should listen to his advice. He's he's on there in a professional capacity as a doctor telling people what his personal experiences are oh. and his personal opinions are. He's Speaking basically he's giving away free doctor advice. So I went to my doctor. Yeah. The other day and uh this is not the setup of a joke. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like it. I know. Uh, What's so the deal with doctors? He had the covid, yeah. right? He had the covid. So this is my doctor. There so were these... moments when they didn't know if their 82-year-old father would pull through, but tonight they are healthy and virus-free, they think. But still, for everyone's safety, we decided to interview them at a distance. 
This is a family who has been through it all. They worked together, vacationed together, and in late March battled COVID-19 <laughs> together. They never left my side. And, uh, yeah, he looks pretty bad. I thought he Dr. was the one Charles that you had. Dr. Charles Lowney and his two sons have run this family practice in Boston for decades. They were still seeing some patients in early March, well before the virus's I surge and severity. In early this March. This virus is so contagious. That's the one that you don't like. right and still get infected. Which is exactly what happened. He's mine. My first got The sexy one on the right, he's, he's mine. He's sexy doctor. But anyway, um, so my doctor was on the news for having COVID. Congratulations. No, that's not. But so I asked him about the. Uh, I asked him if he got the vaccine. Yeah. And he has not gotten it yet. Yeah. But he's supposed. He has to say that because the CDC makes him. Well, you, you know, told him. Yeah, you you told me already that he basically you asked him. You asked well, for his advice, and, and he gave you the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Say no more. But this time I asked him, you know, point blank, did you get the vaccine yourself? Mm -hmm. Since you had it, and he says no. And I'm like, all right. I'm gonna but go did away. he say why? Did you ask him why he didn't get it? He he doesn't like the fact that um they don't uh, that for that you have to take it to go different places. Like he what? doesn't like the fact that it's politicized. Oh well, that, but that's that has nothing to do with the vaccine. Piece. And he says that you should wait it out because uh um it's not the it's not the um. God damn it, what's the word? Antibodies. It's the immunity. The yeah. antibodies wear off. Yes. But the immunity supposedly stays. And he says, he thinks it's a whole, uh, a little bit of a government thing trying to scare people. <laughs> I mean, it might be, but the problem is, is that we've seen... I, I, I'm sure he would not want me telling people that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, he's a doctor. Talk quieter. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> he's a doctor, right? And he's, I mean, you're asking him point, he's not volunteering this information to you. You're yeah, asking no, him yeah, point yeah, blank, him, yeah. and he knows you, he's known you for years, so you guys have a bit of a closer relationship, and that kind of thing is fine. If he wants to have his opinions, as long as he's not pushing it out there. Oh, God, It no. has been political. He's telling me, he told me to get it a bunch of times. Yeah, the problem but is... He, he, but he said he hasn't gotten it. That yeah. coronavirus has been politicized, unfortunately. And he said that he would wait everything until was things calm down. And as he's a doctor, he's going to most likely continue to practice safe procedures yeah. of dealing of avoiding coronavirus without the vaccine the vaccine was a rush job um but and, and that's and, not what i'm scared about no no but i'm saying like it's because a lot of people are saying like oh i don't want to get it because it's too i saw this interview uh this this like local news interview with this guy who is like his mother was in the hospital dying of covid at the time and they were like are you going to get vaccinated he's like no, I don't think I will. I just, I feel like they rushed it too much. I feel like it's not safe. And it's like, your mother is currently dying from the disease and you still feel like the vaccine isn't safe because ultimately, yes, the vaccine has some weird side effects and does weird things to people. But so far, it doesn't kill anybody. COVID does kill people. And maybe exactly. there yeah. is an element well, actually, of, well, yeah. maybe there is an element of the government now scaring people a little bit. But at the same time, like, for some people, they need to be scared in order to get them to do what they need to do. Yeah. The majority of the population are stupid, and they need to be told what to do. They need to have daddy tell them what to do so that they'll go and get it done. You know, there are small – it's it's the line from Men in Black. You know, a person is smart. People <laughs> are big, dumb, stupid animals. 
<laughs> I can't believe you brought a Men in Black. Line. I did. I brought Men in Black into this house. And that's what happened. Tommy Lee Jones. Good line from that movie. Very relatable in, into our day and age. That is a great movie. It is. And then they just kept making shittier, shittier sequels. But the animated series was great, too. Was the second one good? Uh, not really. It wasn't terrible. But anyway, we're not talking about Men in Black. Right, well, we are. Because <laughs> I had the same argument with my uh, with my wife today. Because she's talking about, like, this. she talks to a bunch of idiots on Instagram and, um, you know, okay. she mentioned to this one guy she, she talks to, like, oh, I got vaccinated. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you're fucked. And it's like, you know, because he's one of those guys who thinks it's this big conspiracy to, like, control the population and stuff oh. like that. But the bottom line is people need to get the vaccine so that we of can, course. like, go yeah, back. Yeah, no, to I'm like, not saying not I to mean, get it. I don't even understand your doctor's whole argument of, like, he doesn't like that, that people, you have to get the vaccine to go places. It's like, <sighs> yes, you do. Because in order to, like, for companies to reopen they need to have people vaccinated so that they're not spreading virus That's while true. they're working. Like, it doesn't make any sense to, like, <laughs> the, you know. Yeah, but he, I don't know. He, maybe he, uh, I don't know if I, I paraphrased correctly. <laughs> it's it, Yeah, it's just, well, because there's a lot of other people that are just like, you know, there was one Republican congressman or whatever who was saying, uh, you know, he had the line of, like, oh, if, if my neighbor gets, if uh, if I'm vaccinated, what do I care if my neighbor's vaccinated? And it's like, well. <laughs> what an asshole. It's like, yeah, that's how we got, that's how polio came back. Because we were having polio and fucking measles and shit making a comeback before coronavirus was like, fuck you guys. You I'll know, show you what a real pandemic looks like. You know, like. I uh, know somebody who had polio. Was it FDR? No. It was on da uh, David McNeil. He was the old guy from WCRB, the classical station I worked at. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? I, I had my old friend. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he had, his right arm didn't work. He had to lift it up with his other arm. Yeah, he was that to guy. To get it to move. Because I went out to the classical station with you a few, yeah. few times, and he was one of those guys where it's just like, it feels like he was living there, and they built the station around and, him, and, 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 and he it, just started working there. His desk was just like, it was like an old like green screen Mac. <laughs> yeah. With like, a, like just papers piled <laughs> above his head. It was like a cubicle without a cubicle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I like the papers. It makes me feel comfortable. It's my soundproofing. It was, um, uh, you know, he, he was quite a fucking guy. He was funny. Yeah. He, he swore a lot. <laughs> For a guy who made, like, works at the classical station. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Was but he yeah. on, the, on the air or? He was on the, he was on the, he did the overnights at that time. But, yeah. but when, um, when he had the polio, <laughs> he couldn't do whatever college thing he wanted to do. And I think he went to Brandeis, which was right down the street. Yeah, he, I remember back when I first got polio and FDR turned to me and said, Son, you'll be just fine. I mean, pretty much. And he, he came, uh, you know, and so he he saw that there was a program, no pun intended, at the radio station down the street, and he went and interned and volunteered, and 50 years later, he was still working there. What, what does polio do exactly? I know it makes you, you have to wear a blanket over your legs. That's one of the symptoms. An iron lung sometimes. Is that? Yeah, they put you, well, that's what it does when, it, uh, I'm not sure exactly what it did. I, I can probably look it up. I no, let's not yeah. derail oh, yeah. to talk about diseases. We've got yeah. coronavirus to deal with, not polio. Yeah, I was going to look up a song, but I forgot what song it was. So, <laughs> But yeah, the whole, I mean, you know, there's a whole like issue before coronavirus even hit that where we were dealing with like people getting calls from their doctors saying, oh, you were exposed to fucking measles or something because there's a whole bunch of anti-vaxxer idiots at the hospital today. It's just so aggravating that people do shit like this. I even hate the term anti-vaxxer. It just sounds douchey. Like it makes oh. me think of like a uh, 
Well, I don't know if that's what they call themselves. You, you don't know what words mean, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that's your favorite. Yeah, quote. I don't know if they. Uh, I don't know if anti-vaxxers call themselves anti-vaxxers. It might be like how like Obamacare was. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was the Republicans. It might Obama. be how like everybody who's not a Democrat calls Democrats liberals. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fucking assholes. All of them. Even liberals. What? Who said that? <laughs> Do you think I'm high strung? I mean, you tend to, depending on the situation. Or irritable, or um, what's the other word I used? On edge. <laughs> you are, you're irritable and on edge. This is what you are. You're, you're really laid back at the wrong time. <laughs> and you're really on edge at the wrong time. You know what? That might explain it pretty well. Yeah, because it's like when you need to like be productive or do something, you are the most chill, zen human being I've ever met. Like, just man, just go with the flow. Let life pass you by. But if like, if somebody sneezes in the house next door, <laughs> you're like boarding up the windows and preparing for the apocalypse. Well, so here's what happened. So a couple of weeks ago was my buddy Danny's birthday. Mm -hmm. He's one of my other best friends. Happy birthday, Danny. Happy. Happy birthday. He's one of my best friends. That does, that's not you. Mr. Daniel. Oh, no. No more of that. <laughs> so, um, we went to, uh, I don't know, we went out to eat. Yeah. And it was me and then a couple of his other friends that I don't really know. Lesbians know? cook? I thought they ate out. No, we're men. <laughs> well, oh, they my are. God, I not just you. Ha ha ha. That was a, That's uh, how no. you make it funny. That's <laughs> how you make it funny. Yeah, anyway, a, a poorly timed rim shot. Give <laughs> him <laughs> a rim job. So you and your Daniel so, uh, and his and, friends you know, went out to dinner. And the, you know, this one other friend of his that I've met, like you know, maybe once or twice in passing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to get on Danny's softball team. This is all gonna make sense. Is I this, promise. Is this some kind of gay thing? No, it's softball. It's baseball with big balls. Big soft balls. Yeah. And there's nothing gay about it. No, 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 no. You hit home runs. You... Big long bats and big soft balls. <laughs> there's pitchers and catchers. Who's the pitcher? You're the who's the catcher? I'm the pitcher. You're the catcher. Well, it switches off mm -hmm. every, you know, inning. Yeah, you play for <laughs> both sides of the team. Exactly. So I want to play for those teams, or mm -hmm. one of them at least. You want every position Danny has to offer. No, I want every team every on the position field. To, to, yeah, the softball team has to offer. You know, I'll catch, I'll pitch. Yeah, and the field has it's there's some grass on the field, but it's it's it's, it's groomed. Mowed. It's strategically yeah, they, mowed. They mow it nice. You know, keep it keep it trim. There's some landing strips. <laughs> so uh anyway, so I was supposed to go and uh so to, to join this team you have to go and watch a game, you know, to show that you're dedicated. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't want to do. Is this a cult or a ball game? Well so but it's a ball game. With cult-like tendencies. All right. All we ask is that you come out to watch a game to prove that you're serious and also give us your firstborn. So I'm talking to Danny about going to the game or whatever. Yeah. Or let me on the team. And so uh, there's a little bit of a backstory, too. I'm sorry. So his best... Uh, well, it was uh, 1992 when Danny and I first met. I'll never remember. I'll never forget no, his, his, I said, right. can I play with your blocks? And he said, no. No, balls. Ah. Yeah. And bat. So he, uh, his neighbor is the one that set it up, right? He sets up the league. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I go I to just, Danny's... For I like, just like having the young men around, you know? When, when I, no, he's, he's a young man, too. Oh, when, okay. when I go to Danny's for, like, uh, you know, bonfires and shit, he's yeah. always there. And so I'm always like, you know, what am I going to get on the team? Blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> you know, coming at him hard about it. 
<laughs> You're coming at him hard about playing on his soft balls. Yeah. So uh, the other day, so we're in front of his I house. I want to play with your team. Danny and I are in front of his house. We're just like hanging out. I, I stopped by there for something. And um, the guy from across the street, the guy who set up the team comes. Yeah. And he's like asking Danny about something that he didn't tell him about. And so I run out. I go, fuck you, motherfucker. You were supposed to text me about the first game of the week or first game of the season. And he never texted me. And they both took that as, like, me, like, coming at him, like, really trying to fight him. Yeah. And, like, when, obviously, I was being, I was joking. Okay, see, now that's a sign of somebody who doesn't know you very well, to think that you'll aggressively attack every, anybody. You, your body, you have the body of the scarecrow <laughs> from the Wizard of Oz. You can't be aggressive with people. You'll just break apart. Well, it's not even, it's not even, like, the, you know, the physical thing. It's the coming at somebody hard thing. You'll physically collapse in a brisk wind. No, you can't I know. afford to attack anybody. I, I know, but I'm talking about verbally. Like, they thought that, like, I was either serious or just too intense. Yeah. Well, you've had that problem before, though. I have had that problem before. And yeah. then, so Danny calls me, and this is a couple, that, that happened a, a few weeks ago. And then um, Danny calls me the other night. We're talking about the game that I may or may not go to. <laughs> he gets a beep. And then he comes back, and it's his buddy, one of the guys that was at that dinner, the aforementioned yeah. birthday dinner. The aforementioned birthday and, uh, dinner. And he tells me that this fellow tells him that I seem like I'm on edge or high strung. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I can kind of see that lately. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm... everything I said at that dinner in, in uh, an aggressive way yeah. was trying to be funny. You know? Like, I'm... Even you've gotten put off by me, like aggressively try to be funny by being a dick. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll like snap at you and totally be kidding and you'll think I'm serious. Yeah, well, because usually... So like with, t- that type of situation... In that situation, though, with me, is usually when you're snapping at me as a joke, it's about something that does usually irritate you. So it's hard to tell because... Yeah, sometimes. Historically, what you're talking about is something you legitimately get aggravated about, so that it only leads me to think, like, oh, this is the point where he's finally snapped, he's gonna start shooting people from the clock tower. Well, you know, that's always, you know, we're always teetering on the edge of that, but we're not there yet. Well, no, (laughs) it's just, thank God the fact that if you had to try to lug an AK-47 up to a clock tower, you'd collapse in a heap. Yeah, I wouldn't make it. But no, it's just, you know, I was, and like, with... Of course, with you, if I snap on you and I'm trying to be funny, there might be, you know, because we're so close. But, like, for this this little dinner thing, I was close with the one person, you know, Danny, and then there was six other guys that I really yeah. didn't know. So, literally, everything I'm trying to say is to either try to, you know, one-up the other guy that says something funny or just to say something funny. And uh, apparently he took that as aggressive and on edge or high-strung. And But I am ir- irritable. <laughs> And I am kind of high strung sometimes. Well, I think you've been I think you've been a little more irritable lately, but that's I mean it's just it's been it's it's we live in irritable times right now, you know. It's it's you know, everybody's a little bit more on edge as you know, as usual. So, you know, it may even be a thing where you know, he himself may, you know, st- be dealing with some of the the social stress that we well, have going on. Well, here's the thing. On. I thought he was a dick too. Okay, the so guy that said it about me. Yeah, and generally, like that's you like know, I remember him being very nice the first time I met him, but I thought him he I thought of him kind of a, a, a off off putish, put offish. What? <laughs> so yeah, so it sounds like you you, it sounds like you we guys didn't are vibe. Just too, yeah, you, you, it's exactly I was gonna say that you guys just don't you don't vibe. You rub each other the wrong way. Well, gimme, but that gimme. so but that was two different people though. That you know, well, uh, Bud, the guy who I flipped out on about the softball that I was mm-hmm. just joking about, didn't say anything, but well. They they both kind of said something right there, like, 
Danny's like, whoa, why are you coming at him so hard? And like, and the and Bud's like, yeah, dude, chill. Like, but I'm like, I'm just trying to be funny. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. I'm just trying guys. to be fucking funny. I just want to play with you guys. Well, yes, I did that too. Yes, I, I I don't like I I I do not take kindly to being left out. <laughs> I just love you guys so much, and I want to play with you. But and and I do, I mean, I get irritable with Sam sometimes, and stupid re- for stupid reasons. I'm very socially awkward. Well, yeah, I mean, there's an element of social awkwardness. I mean, I have the same thing. But I was saying, like, like, you know, with the whole COVID, like, everything that's been going on the last year, like, we're not socializing like we used to. You know, you in particular, like, you know, you lost your job, then quarantine hit, and then you got kicked out of you. I mean, you've been dealing with a lot of shit in the last year and a half. You know, so it's perfectly understandable for you to be a slightly more irritated than usual, particularly <clears throat> because you don't have any kind of way to vent that. You're stuck in the house all the time, and the most you can ever do is go to the golf course. Huh. But like, you and know, that's you, a whole new thing. All your friends have jobs and stuff like that, so it's not like they have the same kind of schedule as you have. Oh God, and that's so that brings me to another fun point. First of all, feeling bad about golfing. I go. I love. <laughs> I love golf so much, and I know you don't understand it, and some people and I don't. never will. But I just, it's so peaceful, especially, I love going alone. I know it's weird, but, and there's nobody, you know, within 500 yards. No, that's just because you don't want people watching your string beanie arms try to lift the golf that's, clubs. That's fine. I don't, I don't you know, <laughs> I just don't like it. And um, so I, I go golfing yesterday and <coughs> the aforementioned Danny calls me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just got done golfing. He's like, oh, aren't you living the life? And, like, he, you know, th- he makes these fucking comments all the time. A lot of people make these comments, you know. Whenever I say I'm doing something that costs money or that yeah. is, you know, you know, maybe uh, uh, um, put it set aside for somebody that has a job. Well, yeah, I mean, golf is, it's, you know, golf is the quintessential, like, guy with too much money and too much time on his hands yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, but I got to do something for my mentals, first of all. Yeah. You know, I got to do something that makes me feel good. All right. That's so there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing do, wrong. Do with what that. you need to do to feel good. But you understand, you know, but it's, it's, a, it's like it's like a, it's like rip it off a scab every time I, I I actually go to golf now the app and fucking book a thing. I'm like I'm doing it. I'm throwing away the next 3 hours to not be productive and and mm. not show people that I'm trying to get a job and I'm going to do me. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, there's not I me mean, cuz I don't think you golf, you know, you're certainly not like our ex-president where you're, you know, ex- so much executive time, but No, I go um, three times and it sucks cuz I can't get better cuz I go you know, you know, three three maybe maybe two three times a month maybe. I think the problem though is that outside let, let's as I'm going to be Dr. Mark here for a second and diagnose. I think the problem you have is the guilt that you are feeling from the golfing is the time you spend away from the course and not being as productive and utilizing the time as best as possible. I do not use so, my away from the course time well. So you may not be spending much time on the links, as it were. The time spent on the links brings extra feeling of guilt because of the time off the links not being the well spent as it would be. If you were to work harder on being more productive during these non-golf periods, the golf periods will feel less guilty to you. I am from Germany. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. <laughs> well, that, no, that's like, that's a, that's an excellent point. I I I uh I do I I do feel progress with little actual Certainly progress. not with words. <laughs> no, I I do feel good progress, happy man. No, I do I I celebrate the little things like Well, there's nothing like I mean applying for jobs. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> 
nothing makes you feel more accomplished than, especially as a creative, there's nothing that makes you feel more accomplished than sitting down and actually finishing something like going to bed at the end of the day, knowing that you made something that day, whether it's a song or an illustration. See, or but a film. golf, but and, and golf um, uh, satiates that that hunger. But a, at the same time. time. Except, golf is not an accomplishment exactly. unless you're Tiger Woods. Yeah. Playing golf all day is not an accomplishment. Which it is, is where a, my Hungarian guilt comes in. It is an escape. And so what I'm saying is that you know you may not golf like if you look at your schedule for the week and golf is not the number one amount of time spent. What's making you feel guilty is that when you're not golfing, you're you're not being productive. But if you <laughs> yeah. were using that time more wisely, like we were just talking about before we recorded tonight, you were sitting out on the deck. It's like a fucking eleven o'clock at night, and you're talking about making dinner. And it's like <laughs> yeah. most people eat dinner between like five and seven, and you're usually cooking dinner at ten o'clock at night. If you were to or eat dinner, dinner really. earlier in the day, like set a schedule like a normal schedule there is a reason why i mean not everybody needs to live the same life but there is a reason why the majority of society does the same things yeah all right because it's a it makes it, it creates a structure that makes everybody function better so wake up in the morning eat a breakfast <laughs> I've been waking up in the take morning. a shower get dressed sit in front of your computer and have a list of things you need to do that day treat it like a job that you don't have you can you can job hunt and you can create things. You have plenty of stuff you need to be working on. You know we've been talking. I mean, we have a website <laughs> you have to build and all that yes. kind of shit. Um, create yeah. these things and make that your full time job. You're actually kind of lucky because right now you do have, you know, you're not hurting for money. Uh, you're in a comfortable place. You're living in a comfortable place, and you have, you, you know, just ample free time to just be able to do whatever the hell you want and with no actual responsibility which, to, yeah, to pull which you makes away from it hard it. to do stuff that makes sense <laughs> well it's but that's why you have to like i feel like the house of cards is gonna, just gonna fall down well yeah but so all the more reason to get as much done as you can now and you're like a listing person write down the lists of things you want to do like the stuff you need to do and the stuff you want to do make a website Put together a portfolio. Yeah. Finish a specific song. <laughs> put together a specific demo. Something I have, like that. I have so many directions. List these things out, but like write them down on a piece of paper, and then you can decide which ones you want to do first. All right. Well, that's uh the that, that's uh the psychiatry portion of the show. <laughs> that is the end of the psychiatry what show. What the fuck is the difference between psychology and psychiatry? Do you know which one's which? Uh, I think psychiatrists can give you drugs. Yeah. That's pretty much all they do. Yeah, I know. So, so, so psychologists are psychologists, just I, talkers? I don't think they're necessarily like doctors. I think no, no, psychologists... Talkers. What? Talkers. Talk, talkers. Well, psychiatrists... Or listeners. Psychiatrists are like doctors. They understand like the emotional and chemical reasons why people deal have the kind of like you know um, mental imbalances that they have. I think sociologists was that what was the one sociologist today? Psycho psych psychologist. Or psychologist. Psych yes. Um, hmm. I don't think they treat patients. I think they they are like researchers who study the way the human brain works. I don't think like, that's true at all. <laughs> Well, no, because when you like a psychiatrist is a doctor that you go see, and they treat you as a patient. But I don't think s what's the other one? Uh, Sociologists, psychologists, psychiatrists, or psychologists, psychologists, or okay. Here's the difference. 
Psychiatrists have a medical degree along with advanced qualifications. Psychologists are just random assholes. Psychologists have an advanced degree such as PhD or PA. Oh, okay. Oh, medical versus PhD. <laughs> I still don't know the difference. What's well, like a PhD is like a doctorate. Um, psychiatrists use therapy, medications, and other treatments. Psychologists have. You have to click on it to get to the second to the psychologist part. So and I can't be bothered well, to be clicking on things all well, day. Well, they're obviously the lesser one. Psychologists have an advanced degree. Uh, they may also act as consultants along with other. Uh, oh yeah, they use talk therapy to treat mental health conditions. There it is. Psychologists use talk. Psychiatrists use drugs. Okay, let me be a psychologist then. Jackson, stop feeling guilty. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Are you feeling guilty? Stop. Yeah. Stop feeling guilty. I feel guilty Stop even it. in the hot tub. Stop it. <laughs> After my fucking long, hard day of golf, I go in the hot tub, then I just feel guilty about it. But I know again, why, I know now why people hate me. <laughs> you won't feel guilty about those things if you use Oops. other time productively. Oh, I know. You're okay? right. Get some fucking shit done, <laughs> man. God damn. Hey, I'm going to be on a podcast on Monday. I'm cheating on you. I know. No, it's good. It's I've been telling you for years. That's why we started this whole fucking thing in the first place was because you wouldn't start one on your own. This is like one of those like relationships where like I, I one of them wants to end it, but they feel bad for the other one. So like, just go out and find somebody else. You'll be fine. Which one is that? Is that me or you? That's you. Oh, no. I'm a cuckold. I, I want you to tell me all the details mm. when you come back. Oh, God. And I'm going to get off on it. You want me to take video of it? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. What I'll you, just... Can you, I come what? and hide in the closet and watch? What are you, Bubba? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I'm not even going to finish that. Oh, time. God. I hate too, what is he? Like, hate too much chili or something? And bang Bubba's wife. No, I know. But is he complaining that, like, after the fact he was saying, like, he ate too oh, much yeah. or something like that? And that's why he wasn't performed like he was just a big sweaty mass he was gassy what was his catchphrase um brother hey brother oh hulkamania oh hulkamania is gonna run on you uh, <laughs> run wild on you hulkamania is gonna make sweet sweet love to you all night long brother did you ever and did you ever hear the um actual uh court proceedings and, and you know the bubba sex tape thing no, what was the actual like court dealing with that? I know we talked about it, but I don't remember. Like, I don't what was remember. the actual like legal like is it was it Hulk Hogan suing Bubba for for getting the tape for weak. getting like letting but somebody stole it from Bubba supposedly. Okay. But anyway, he, so, uh... he was he was filmed without his knowledge, right? Yes. Well, supposedly. But so supposedly. he said but so he said the N word in that video, right? Ah, that's right. And he also says that he has a ten inch penis, right? And in the court proceedings the lawyer asks him if he has a 10-inch penis, the other guy, and he goes, no, Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch penis. Terry Baleo, like, I was playing a character named Hulk Hogan. My name is Terry Baleo, and I do not have a 10-inch penis. Sir, <laughs> let me explain to you. I was playing a character. I'm a method actor, okay? <laughs> Who says and the N-word and has a 10-inch penis. <laughs> as a method actor, I live and breathe my character. Hulk Hogan is more than just a creation. He is... An alternative version of myself. Yes. <laughs> a, a persona I can slip into at any time while I'm also slipping into another man's wife. Oh. 
So um, <laughs> I, think, I think our next topic is way too much of a deep dive to get into right now. It's yeah. too late. Uh, that's right. This is a big mystery. Yeah. But that, well, this one isn't a deep dive so much as the other one. So we could talk about this one just to round it all out. Right. Yeah, we can play that. Because um, this is just sort of like, you know, so again, Jackson's struggling with trying to find another job in radio. <laughs> and while he is trying to figure out how to get back in to his beloved industry, he gets to turn on the radio in his car and listen to shows such as a gentleman right here. Certified Angus, $9.99 a pound. Antibiotic free, fresh chicken thighs and boneless and skinless chicken thighs, $2.49 a pound. In the deli, trimmed turkey breast, high $49 a pound. Natural cheddar cheese, $4.49 a pound. Seafood department on the front cover. Fresh, small, skinless haddock fillets, six ninety nine a pound. Extra jumbo cooked shrimp, twenty six to thirty count. This is you recording it in your car, though, right? This is me recording All it in right, my car. So that's why the audio card is not great. Yeah. But so this is a gentleman who's just reading out the specials at the local grocery store. Yeah. So you know when you uh, you know when you when you go into your driveway and you step over that disgusting wet plastic bag full of disgusting paper. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, that, you know, maybe the most white trash of people look at. Okay. You know, those coupons. Yeah. That come in your... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the mail, yeah. Yeah. This guy is reading each one of them from each different store in his local neighborhood. And I have to say... The Marshfield area, by the way, if you want to know. This is a thing, because it's like, all of this information is available on the internet. Why do you need to have a guy reading on the radio? All of this information is available on the same on free the paper. Well, exactly. What I'm <laughs> saying. It's everybody like, else got, too. But you get it on, you get it on the paper... But even more so, like, there's so many things in the world. Like, newspapers are dying out because of internet, okay? But this guy still has a job. It's, I don't even think it's a job. He, he broadcasts from his house in Marshfield. Okay. Is he just, like, taking over the radio waves? It seems as though. Do and, they, like, not know how to stop him? Is I don't he the know. world's, like, greatest, like, hacker broadcaster? It's very mysterious to me. I've been working fucking 15 years in this business to get on the air to do something and, and working on something creative to, you know, sound funny or entertaining. Yeah, and all you needed to do was just read the local grocery specials. I mean, what the fuck, you know? And maybe throw in some jokes. You and, know? uh, like, this these week, chicken legs, they look like chicken thighs. And, uh, this week, the, uh, they have a special on Haddock. 95 cents a pound. Can't beat that. Here's where it was... No, no, no. He he doesn't even add editorial content. <laughs> <laughs> he does not... It's like he's a very... You know, he's very... Um, he doesn't want to... Uh, Stick to the copy, Mac. Yeah. He tried it once. Like, back 20 years ago when he first started, he tried throwing a little bit of person like, yeah. Charlie, can you just stick to the copy? All right, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, he... Bread. He... Wheat bread. 95 cents a pound, a loaf. Sourdough. I love sourdough. 85 cents You're a loaf. You're fired. <laughs> oh, my mm, God. I love gummy bears. Sourdough. You're fired. Fuck you. Lobster. $10 a pound. Wow, you can't beat that price. All right, Charlie. All right. We don't need to fucking any politics or opinions in here. <laughs> By the way, did you know that all the grocery stores are run by the all Jews? All right, cut. Cut. The media is we owned can't by have the Jews. This. No, get out. And speaking of the Jews, Stop and Chop has a sale on matzah this week. <laughs> Eight cents a cracker. I don't know if this is kosher. <laughs> Did you know that Hillary Clinton's a reptilian? 
All right, we need somebody else here. Also, Kellogg's Stan is on sale. Stan, will you read the grocery lists without going off script? Yes, I have literally nothing to do on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Thank you very much. Are you a sad individual? Yes, I am. Well, that's, right. the, that's the job requirement. It's like, are you a sad individual with no personality and nothing to live for? How would you like to read off the grocery lists on the radio? Do you sound like Daffy Duck on a fucking oxygen machine? Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna have a job that contributes nothing to society and has no value, and you could be fired at any time? Well, then come on down and read the local specials. Or you can come on down to the Who Cares podcast because next week or next episode we're gonna make fun of pro- possibly a mental challenge, fellow. Oh yeah, and that's fine because I yeah, do want to. I'm not sure. <laughs> I do make it. We have to make a note. I want to get the uh, unsolved mysteries theme for that. I'm gonna do like a whole segment. I'm gonna like really fucking. No, we're gonna dig deep into. The, I'm gonna produce it's this a deep thing. dive. Is what I mean. I've dug as deep into it as I think I can go because, you know, when you get far enough into the site where you realize, like, oh, they haven't updated this since 1997 and all the links are dead. But he's still live on the radio. But he still somehow has a job. Yeah. Anyway. So this is the tease. We're going we're gonna to deep tease this. Ooh. Let's do a contest. If uh, anybody listening to this... Can understand one word they say. We will give you a free subscription to Who Cares podcast. Um, All right, I'm gonna play our out song. But yeah, so Jackson, you uh, you don't have a job, but that guy who reads the newspaper specials, he does. Hey, I might have a job soon. We'll see. Well, we'll see. But in the meantime, that guy's still on the air reading the local specials at the butcher shop, and you don't get to make parodies about butts. Yeah, life is fun. Life is fun. Well, that concludes another agonizing episode of the Who Cares podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for bearing with us, as you often are forced to do. Um, are we playing, like, freeform jazz or something? Anyway, tune in next time. I love this movie. I don't know what it is. So I Married an Axe Murderer starring uh, Mike Myers. I never Myers. really saw that. It's wonderful. We're going to end it with this song. All right. All right. It's the Who Cares Podcast with uh, that guy and me. Well, it <laughs> was the Who Cares Podcast. It was. And now it's not. You have a fun gadget. I do.